You're listening to Tales of the Old Republic, a Dare Bear TVO original broadcast. Ron Cassidy, Hex Helling, Pax Renson, Rickon Wardwell, and Waylon Utani. Special guest star, Joe from New Republic Radio. Episode 2, written and directed by Jonathan Krebs. So you actually, just in that moment, you see someone get tossed out of the enormous cargo bay establishment. It's a human male. <sighs> shlummies. Dirty shlummies. And he seems to be a bit inebriated. So you get the sense that the cargo bay is at least one of the watering holes that the Rodian mentioned to you. Seems like a good place to wind down. So I'm gonna go I'm actually gonna go over and help that guy up. Okay, yeah, so you, you help him dust the dirt off of his knees, and he's wearing, you know, just some normal, heavy clothing. Thank you. Thank you, friends. What got you tossed out? Ilana. Do you have a home to go home to? <laughs> so I felt the heat of that burp in my face. Yeah, and yeah, no, it's just straight in your face. The smell is very reminiscent of Celestin gin. Buddy, I hope you have yourself a good night, get home safe, and, uh, you know, I'll tell Lonnie you said hello. You're good, man. And he just throws up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fellas, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get in there. Oh, God. The slightest bit got on one of your boots, and you sort of just wipe it in the dirt. And you make your way into the back end of this cargo bay. So the, um, the I'm going to stay outside, by the way. I am not going in there. <laughs> <laughs> you guys... Because we need to make sure nobody comes up, you know. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit no. outside. You can, you can stand guard. I'm just not interested. Yeah, I'm just gonna sit outside the entrance. <laughs> I will, I will, I will accompany and go in with uh, Waylon. I'll do it. All right. I take it that Braun is following as well. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. And so the way that this door is set up is that there was a loading dock, essentially, for this cargo bay, and they just opened that. And so you just make your way in, and there's this enormous cargo bay. Obviously, this thing could hold tons and tons of cargo back in its heyday. And there's a bar set up on the left, and then another bar set up in the back. And there's a number of, like, dive-type tables, you know, those, like, shitty wooden tables scattered around. And then there's actually some booths that were very roughly, you know, like, stuck into the sides of the wall. And there's a fair amount of people, actually, in here right now. Uh, there's... You, you take a gander, and there's about 20 people sitting at the tables, maybe five or so people sitting at each of the bars. And there's a Twi'lek female bartender at the bar to the left, and there's a couple, like, serving droids. Wow, gotcha. Um, can I maybe... Is there any, like, emergency exits or any exits besides when we came in? Um, not that you can see, but you do see that there are several doors that look to maybe have been welded shut that would have led into the deeper recesses of this ship. Alright, so I'm going to approach the bar. The bar. bar. <laughs> I'm going to roleplay a non-alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. 
Which uh, bar are you going to? The one with the Twi'lek female? She's green, by the way. Or the ugly human male? Uh, the Twi'lek female. Okay. She sort of stops what she's doing. She's talking to a patron. I'll be with you in a moment. And then hands him his drink and then like wipes the table down a little bit, or the bar down a little bit, and walks over to you. Yes? Yeah, some guy just got thrown out of the bidding of for an Elena? You see her just very audibly sigh. Are you some of um, Max's friends then? And you see her actually reach down and put a blaster on the, the bar? I've had a lot of blasters put in my face recently today, and I can tell you one thing. I'm not a friend of his. So uh, my gang here, we're just local junkers just looking to make a few credits around these parts. <laughs> just local junkers. <laughs> <laughs> she says, so... What are you asking, man? Slusty nail. Slusty nail, you thought? <laughs> Alright, she just looks under the bar. Oh yeah, I have a I have a little little bit left. Pours your glass. I, ice? No ice? Uh, dry, please. Pours it dry. Moves it towards you. So, um, he's talking. I want to look around and see if anyone really taking like a liking to us that's not a bartender. So... The looks that you noticed when you first entered this settlement sort of seem to permeate the, the bar as well. People are giving you dirty looks. They're not sure who you are. They're not sure why you're here. But they stop doing that after a moment or two and get back to their drinks and their conversation. But if you want to potentially try a deeper look, that would be a average perception check. Is it an average one? Yeah. Okay, three advantages. You don't really notice anyone looking at you a little bit like more closely than anyone else in the bar, but you know, taking taking a moment to breathe in the sweet smells of whatever <clears throat> alien smoke and their burps from the alcohol, you recover all your strain. So now we're actually going to jump back to our two individuals standing outside. It's I've been. Hex? Go ahead, Kish. Oh, no, go ahead. So is it just me and Hex out there? I think so. Your, your name's Hex, right? I can't That's remember. Right. We, we did ask. I just can't remember. Yeah. Yes. Are you guys standing by one another, or...? He could be standing by me, but I'm not standing by anyone in particular. I'm just standing. I'm yeah. preoccupied by the droid head in my hands. I'm trying to figure out if there's a way that I can turn it on or extract the memory from it. Okay. The two of you standing, I'd say, maybe a good distance away from the bar, just so that the one of you is at least interested can actually um, look in and make sure that no one's, like, making their way in or anything. You see the two homeless individuals stand up and make their way around the corner of the thing, and they just sort of seem to be standing in the shadows around the edge of the ship. I orient my hammerhead so that I can see them whilst (laughs) remaining preoccupied with the droid man. Okay. Since you're, like, actively trying to do this, and are you helping him, or are you just, like observing and standing near him i'm just observing yeah like i mean i see them but i mean they look suspicious they're just walking right they're just hanging out on the other side of the thing yeah i'm just looking around okay so um hex could you roll me a hard mechanics check you sort of just finagle with it and you do actually uncover like a little i don't know if you ever watched star trek the next generation but that like thing on the data's head where you can like pull it up and then there's like a little switch inside and you start to, like, finagle with some mechanics inside the droid's head. You actually shock yourself for a moment and suffer one wound. You're sort of just moving it around and nothing happened when you did that. But there is a little bit of electric within, which is something that you've learned. 
Right. Doesn't seem to be completely devoid of energy. Fair enough. <laughs> Disappointing. What, what sound does a Thorian make when it gets shocked? Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> and so you see this, uh, Pax. You actually see the little bit of the tendril of electricity sort of just shock uh, the Thorian's finger. I don't even know what their hands look like. They're weird. <laughs> they seem to be the most dexterous of creatures. Well, they actually, it's like having four spoons for fingers. What the sh... How did they get this far? <laughs> Spoon fingers. And so we will now jump back to the bar where there actually is a bith that you all see, or well, two of you see, step out of a side room. And he's holding one of those like weird saxophone things. He steps onto a little stage off to the right side of the room. And he starts to sadly play a bith song without anything else. Like, there's no accompaniment. I also don't like to be feeling like I'm going to get ambushed anymore. So, I kind of want to maybe take a walk around the bar, like, around the, the floor area to kind of maybe maybe overhear a conversation or something, pick up on something. Okay, okay. yeah. Say so you could do probably a streetwise, but maybe, since you're actually, like, walking around the Skullduggery. Uh, against? Three purple. Oh, wait, no, sorry, just two, just two. Okay, so one success and one advantage. You know, you just you grab your drink, you give a nod to Alana. She's a little confused since you were just asking about work, and then you just walk away from the conversation. <laughs> um, but you, you know, you just take your time, mosey about. You're being a smart individual. You walk over to the bith and you sort of just play it off that you're walking up to observe the lone bith band. But you do actually overhear some, like, scattered remnants of conversations. And uh, sipping at your Celestian Ale, you start to actually feel a little tipsy. You haven't drunk in a little while. You hear people talking about the urgent shipment that the Rodians are apparently sending off. They've been packing up junk. Durasteel, abandoned computers, abandoned engine parts, just anything they can find from the surface of the world and just sending it off world for some reason. And you also overhear a conversation you overhear from a Togruta male and a human male sort of in the shadows in the corner. They seem to be a bit angry. They're not sure if the cargo is still good, but they at least made it out for whatever Sith presence fell on such and such city. The rest of the conversations that you hear are, you know, a little less interesting. A lot of people actually talking about how the random strangers that have walked into town sort of are a bit odd and don't seem to fit in. So people really hate us. <laughs> but the Rodians, I guess, are really uh, not what we thought they were. They're, apparently they're smuggling a lot of really weird stuff off, off plan, like abandoned computers and steel and engine parts but there is a Sith presence I suppose in the city I'm not sure where it was but that's what I kind of overheard I'll, uh, I'm gonna go up to the toilet lady and um excuse me miss um did you see those two Republic officers outside no I've been in here since the, the early morning is it weird that there's Republic officers here on this planet <sighs> I mean it's weird to even see the Republic at all they used to hold Enlin, Enlin City. Taraxia's senator was from there. 
the city folk don't really don't really care too much about what goes on outside their glittering spires. But um, we don't really see that I, I, there hasn't been a republic presence on Taraxia in at least a year now since since that great battle in the skies. Are you gonna order something or? Oh yeah. Um, can I have um? Do you have to go cups by any chance? Uh, I suppose. Can I have um? Can I have five of the ales and on to go cups, please? Five ales, uh, the same ale that your weird friend here has been drinking. <laughs> yeah, weirdo. Yeah, what he was drinking. Yeah, celestial ale. All right, that'll be um uh, thirty credits total. Uh, five for your drink and five each for your five drinks. Uh, I just gave actually it thirty. Buy a drink for the. We need a drink for the bis as well. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll send it over. That's Jorlax. He's a bit sad, as you can tell. He's a one-man band. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna settle my tab and meet you outside. No, uh, it's okay. I already paid for it all. You're fine. Oh, thanks, fella. No problem. Still don't, still don't know your name, but thanks, fella. No, my name. It, it's you don't have to worry about my name. It's okay. Um, and I'll just grab the five drinks, and I give one to Braun, and I give one to Waylon, and then I take the other. Three and I walk outside. All right. All right. Before I walk out, I'm just gonna wait till he gets a little ahead of me there, and I'll just give a drink to one of the, one of the random drunkos at one of the tables. <laughs> then I just calmly slap on the table and walk out. All right. So yeah, uh, a random old human woman sort of like you, dear, and then she starts to move to like restrain you, and you're just like, oh god, no, we gotta get out of here. Um, <laughs> Blank, because you haven't introduced yourself, and Braun, as you step out, two figures jump out right around the edge of the corner, and each of them just bearing like a vibro knife. You got crazy. We'll take all of those, I think. And so you all see this. It's like, uh, so, Wayland, you would see this in like the doorway, and the other two individuals standing outside, you would just, this is like in full view, basically. Are, so the, are these the two set the same individuals we you mentioned earlier? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they step out, Viber knives. Come on. Credits. Splash them with the drinks. That <laughs> um, was my drink. <laughs> and then as I do, I quick draw. Uh, All right. Okay, yeah, so they, they jump back. <laughs> Still holding their knives. Don't, don't kill us. Now you just wasted my money on the drinks. Are these the two guys I already gave money to? Yeah. Give me back my 50 credits. You just wasted my... Just, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll kill you right now. I really don't care. And he'll do worse. He'll probably like rip you to shreds and I picked Braun. I slowly draw my pistol. <laughs> and just bring it up. Find it at their head. I'm going to sidle up behind them, too. They're just going to jump towards you with their survivor knives. And can we roll initiative real fast, Chris? So everyone rolls a simple cool. Is this going to be a fight, though? So the way that initiative works in this is that technically, I think Mackenzie would go first. And then you guys talk amongst yourselves to figure out who actually gets it to go into one slot. And that's based off of who has the most advantages. Well, who did the uh, who did the guy pounce on? He's jumping straight at blank. I could just give it to Pavi. So you would go first, Pavi. Okay. Uh, since they're both pouncing, I'm gonna fire my my blaster at the one that's attacking Gary. And this is like close range. What would I be up against? Two purple die, I think. Oh god. 
So yeah, you just take aim. You just blast this person completely asunder. His he actually falls back. He's dead on the scene. Like smoke coming from his chest actually opens up the other individual for an attack. It's actually that person's turn, and he's going to make a simple melee attack against you. You basically catch his knife on your blaster, Brawn. He gets a moment of advantage because he actually, like, you doing that, he steps back. It looks like he was going to be caught and then just steps back. All right, well, I'm just going to whack him on the back of the head with my electro staff. Okay, yeah, so that's going to be a brawn-based attack against one purple. Uh, So you had a success and an advantage. Nice. So you just sort of whack him on the back of the head with your staff, and then he just falls over, lands in the bit of blood of his compatriot, laying in the dirt. Other people around, hands on their blasters, and then they go back to their business. Like, whatever that was they're doing, they brought it on themselves. And so what you can do right now, because it's actually at the end of a battle, you can you can regain, like, you can lower your strain. I think it's time we uh, make ourselves sparse here. I think the... We're really getting it unwanted attention. Yeah, get your credits 50 back. credits back. And I'll just I'll leave one credit on the stun guy. Incredible. And I uh, thank Brom, a little little friend that helped. And I put my hand out to shake his hand. I'm like, oh, thank you. My name's uh, Rickon. <laughs> no problem, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's get the, let's get the hell out of here. Well, Where I did find some information on the uh, city, Edlin City. It's about few hours north and about an hour and a half from speeder i think if we're really aiming to avoid the sith i think that's one place we should avoid we should probably still keep looking for any signs of survivors you seem like to really care about other survivors i think we should worry about ourselves first then other people i agree with that philosophically but say nothing hey Whalen, you, you seem like you're a little stressed it's not so much stress it's it's a the matter of fact that uh we've almost had our faces blasted in and uh, we still are not anywhere closer to finding out what the hell we're all here for. Well, if we get that droid working, I'm pretty sure we can. Well, we had some sort of electrical source. We have a computer on the pod that you guys wouldn't hook it up with. You guys <laughs> all ignored me. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> we go back to the pod, I think we'll be fine. Any sort of scouts are, are, are probably around that area looking for any semblance of survivors. Yeah, we all look homeless now, so we're just homeless people looking at a destroyed pod. Until someone asks, hey, you seen any weird people around? Yeah, this this group of, like, individuals dressed all homeless and then one authorian carrying a robot head. And I say, oh, there's two Republic officers shot dead. Well, one's knocked out and the other's dead. That's our that's our alibi. We're, yeah. in the, we're, we're in the clear right now. Well, I think we should make our way to finding somewhere to stay. I think it's getting... Been tired. Does anyone think if that guy wakes up, that's going to come back to haunt us? Oh, absolutely. I shoot him. You Uh, all watch this, um, and this is happening right outside this cantina, and I mutter something quite dark and authorian. Still think we should be looking at this droid head operating. I'm I'm, I'm fairly certain if we ever get any sort of power source, I could probably get the memory banks out of that thing before it ends up being, like, you know, lost. Wait a second. Do you think these guys have a data pad on this? So it's a bit dilapidated. It's a very old model. He might have just picked this up from one of the wrecks. 
it is functioning and it has a somewhat okay battery life. And you guys want to hook, maybe hook the battery source up to this head and we'll see if we can work hard from data. I reluctantly comply. What I'm going to say is happening is that the Athorian holds the droid head and you sort of just hook the data pad up as it's cupping this. And this is all happening, you know, just in the village square right outside the tavern. So go ahead and give me a computer's check with two purples. It was a failure. So the data pad seems to be a little bit too outdated. It might require a software update. There are two advantages. Actually, you are prompted with a software update. And this thing actually appears to be connected to Wi-Fi. Let's, uh, let's, let's just let's run it. Yeah. So you, you boot it up, and you will have the same roll with two blue die. The, the droid hums to life. Oh my, where am I? So you were doing this to the back of the droid's head, so it was still facing the Athorian. So it's just looking straight into your eyes. Where are my appendages? Can you turn the robot's head around here? You asking me? Yeah, turn, turn the robot's yeah. head towards me. Of course, I want it to be understood. I respect this robot's head. You turn the droid's head. Master, where have my appendages gone? That's a really good question. You know, the long story short, you're kind of, you got no body right now. You don't want to know the details. We'll, we'll find you a whole new body. You're going to look brand spanking new. Just uh, not right now. I, I don't, I don't, I don't quite like that, but okay. Where are we? That's a great question. Droid, what is primary operation? Oh, of course. I am a protocol droid in the service of one Zan Marks, who I believe is actually your direct superior. Master Zan, he asked you to escort me off the ship if my memory banks aren't failing me, as they so often might. You're Heard. asking for mission playback? Uh, yes. Should we not do this here? Oh, hold that. Hold that, pal. So it's at this very moment that you hear the sounds of radio chatter and a number of Rodians step around the edge of the massive junk mountain, escorting several Sith troopers led by a Sith officer and two Sith droids. The Rodian points directly at you. Temporary <laughs> shutdown right now. Of course, Master. And... The troopers actually, like, bear their blasters and stuff. They rush into the settlement, and they, like, started to disperse the, like, few people. And so what do you do? Do you stand your ground? Do you approach them? Do you leave? What do you do? Oh, wait, do they see us? Yeah, dude, the Rodian directly pointed you out. Yeah. How wide is this area? Like, is it... It's fairly wide open. There's about the, like, 13, 14 buildings that I said, and you actually are standing directly to the left of the cantina entrance right now. Like, you could run between the buildings, though. That is a possibility. There's the junk mountain to your left and the um, cantina directly to your left as well. And so if you step around the edge, there's like a building offset a little bit, and then from what you can tell, it looks like that building doesn't directly touch the junk mountain, so like you could run behind that, but you would also be running toward the Sith. But also there are the other buildings across the way, like to your right, that you could skirt around, maybe even get cover. Uh, and then there's a old defunct three-person small light freighter that is being used as like a shop like off to the right nonetheless wherever we go we're probably gonna get scoped out 
Yeah, I mean, you already, you've been spotted. Yeah. Like, yeah. How, how many Sith were there? You said there was two There's droids? Two droids, four troopers, and then an officer. Okay. So we are outnumbered. <clears throat> what kind of droids are there? They are, um, like, walking patrol droids. The same basic blaster as the Sith troopers. Run back inside and try to hide somewhere. We just have to run faster than the slowest person. We all have comlinks. Sorry. We split off into twos. Since I have one, and someone else has one, we can split up. I actually have my own comlink, too. Okay. Um, the Thorians have the special ability Bellow. I think that's probably a pretty good distraction. Possibly. <laughs> the Thorian and I, we could distract, try to maybe stall. You know what? Mm, I have an idea. I killed them! I killed the Republic officers! They're right there! And I point at the dead bodies. Help! Help! Okay. And so the Rodian is going to point to you and in whatever language he's talking in, he's going to say that no, <laughs> that is the Republic officer and he's pointing directly at you. The four troopers and the two droids are going to bear their blasters like on you and the officer is going to slowly approach and you see now a long white scar going down the left side of his face. A cunning trick that you left a witness here and take it you from that pod about a few clicks in that direction. Now, my men and I here are going to any gestures with his finger and they start to like encircle you all, dispersing around the town square. The four do that and the two droids sort of just walk up behind him. My men and I will be taking you in for questioning. I see you carry a blaster. I'd, I'd, I'd ask you to lay that down. This could, this could go a bit <clears throat> more negative for you if you choose not to. I'm going to bellow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's the four that are splitting up. Two of them actually get relatively close to you within range of your bellowing or whatever. So, so do you I don't it? want to start a fight that we're going to lose. How close are they to us? The two are, like, within short range now. Like, right on the periphery of medium and short range. They've, like, they've fully encircled you. The, the Sith officer and the two droids are, like, walking up to you, and the other ones are, like, sort of taking up defensive positions. Okay, well, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna lay my blaster down. I'm like, alright, well, you caught me. It is I, Ambassador Rickon Wardwell, and I know you have my brothers. Take me to them. Brothers, you say? One of the Sith Troopers walks over and just bashes you in the back so that you have to bend over and then, like, pulls your arms violently behind you and puts some, like, macro binders on you. And the rest of you... You going to come without a fight, or should my friends here get a little bit violent? Got a little bit of a scratch on my nose. If you'd like to come pick it for me, I think we should stun that one, man. They fire the stun blasters. He falls unconscious, and the rest of you? How close am I to the inside of like the doorway? Well, you would have walked up with the rest of the group and stuff, so easy to jump in, like maybe five feet, less than five feet. Was it was it Wayland that just got stunned? Yeah, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna run inside the cantina. The Sith troopers that you can tell that they're about to like switch to the lethal thing, but then you um, they recognize what you're doing, and so go ahead and roll an attack. Two successes. So you take two strain, two stun damage. You whack him on the back of the head, and it doesn't seem to have the same effect. It's like you sort of just brush the back edge of his head, we'll say, and he just rushes in. The Sith troopers switch to lethal. And then the officer says, oh no, that won't be necessary. We don't want to have to do all this paperwork about if we blast up this disgusting cantina. I hear that, and I also jump in. I, I call back. 
Okay. What does the Athorian do? He's gonna sit down cross-legged in the ground. Beside me, or theoretically be like right next to you because you were both working on the droid's head. Are you just like cradling the droid's head? Sure, yes. All right, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna wait. I'll wait. Okay. Yeah, we're fine. Let's do this, Pavi. Yep. Where are you going? I'll say that you have like one second. I run right in. I've never been in there, but I'm running right in and I try to find the first plate. I jump behind the bar. Okay. So the closest bar would be the one to the left. And what about you? I'm gonna, as soon as I run in, I'm gonna dash to the right and just kind of, I'm just gonna try to hide. I'm just gonna try to blend in. I guess hide underneath the table. So yeah. (laughs) Go ahead and roll me a stealth with, we'll say, three purple. Damn! It's at this point that two of the Sith troopers walk in, and there's like 40 people plus the bartenders in here. And then one of the Sith troopers sort of says, We're just looking for those that came in moments ago. Go about your business and there won't be any trouble. The two droids actually walk in after them. It won't go well for you if you hide them. They say in that generic Sith voice. It's at this point that the Twi'lek bartender says... Well, one of them's hiding right behind the bar over there. <laughs> and, you, and it's at this point that you actually feel a blaster. Do, does anyone know that I came in here and there? Yeah, people saw you. It's it's wide open. It's not like the Mos Eisley Cantina where you can sort of just skulk in the shadows and stuff. Oh, I think that one went over that way. The two Sith Troopers start to, like, walk around the tables in your general area. We put these on lethal, you know. I shoot the one in the kneecap. Uh, go ahead and roll attack. Who all went in there? Is this just the officer out there? It's the officer and two troopers. What am I rolling against? Two purple. He just rolled a triumph, which is, it counts as success, it counts as a critical success, too, and also three advantages, so I, so go ahead and roll a d100. This is going to be disturbing. Uh, I think I got an 11. So what happens is there's, like, a slight divot in the armor, you know, between the, like, shin and the, like, the upper leg, and your blast actually cuts right through that and severs the bottom of his leg. The critical injury, it sort of sucks a little bit since you rolled an 11. Uh, He gets a sudden jolt, which means he drops his weapon, which he was probably going to do anyways because he's screaming in pain. So you see the Sith blaster fall and actually you've got a triumph, so that shit slides under the table. This is where two people in the party die in the first session. Can I tamper with the droid's head while this is going on? So... I'm going to go through this round, and then you will have an opportunity to do that. I won't. I would like to go first, if that's cool with you. Did I push the table over or not? No, you said you were just under it. I'm behind the bar, and I hear this. So I'd like to, you know, from behind it, put my gun on top of it and aim, fire at the droid. Okay. Two purple. Yeah, we got this. <laughs> four. I have four damage on top of my nine. You blast it with your carbine, and it's apparently not dead. It's, like, very close, though. The blasts, like, echo into its chest, and it's, like, it's holding its blaster in one hand, and it's, like, just dragging it almost, essentially. But you you have the two disadvantages, or threats, or whatever they're called. The droids are actually going to both fire at you in cover. So it fails, or they both fail. The one that you blasted is sort of standing in front of the other, and the one in the back actually ends up blasting the other one by accident, and it falls over dead. And that would make it Pappy's turn. But I now push over the table, shoot first one that's or the closest one to me. Yeah, sure. So you blast him, and echoes into his plate, and he doesn't seem to—he's not falling down or anything. But you did hit him. 
And so that will actually take us to the bartender's turn, and she is going to whack you on the back of the head with her blaster. Whacks you in the back of the head. Ah. And you are now dazed. Which would then bring us back to the other trooper's turn, and he is going to blast the table that you are hiding behind. So he blasts through, and you suffer base five damage. It actually splinters the table, and you have no cover anymore. They're weak, shoddy tables. And so that would end the first round. And so now we jump back to the exterior, where the Sith officer is moving to move into the cantina, flanked by one of the troopers. The other one standing there, blaster trained on, you know, unconscious Wayland, meditating a Thorian, and Rickon restrained. So those two walk in, and they will enter the initiative order momentarily. But uh, I know that Phil wanted to do something, and Gary wanted to try and do something. I am trying my best to remove, then destroy the droid's memory banks. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to kind of, like, whisper, I have a blaster in my boot. You can take it and kill this guy. Like whisper to him. So I want you to oh, say God. that with a stealth check versus yeah. one purple. And Phil, so you were just trying to like finagle this thing, right? Like you weren't even like. I want them to have the droids. Like you know, I don't want to. I don't want them to have the mission, do I? All right, no. all right. Go ahead and roll me a mechanics with two purple and a boost die, which is the blue die. It doesn't seem like the Sith Trooper is aware of your, like, little whisper, but you are stressed out in this moment. Like, you're you're not sure if you're, your friend, your bodyguard, Con, or whatever, he might be dead in there right now. So you do suffer one strain. I am doing this mainly because I don't want anyone to know who I am. So you did fail to actually do what you wanted, but what happens is that the droid actually activates... BBA four mission ready. Mission ready. This presence detected. Going into Eyes the eyes deactivate. So it would then be Ryan Kish's turn again. Alright, so then situation right now is that one one Sith guy is down, one droid is destroyed, so there's another droid and another person. What happened to Pavi in the last the last thing? His table he got hit a little bit and his table that he was ducking behind got destroyed. You want to go first, Pappy? Is that what you said? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, you can go first. You can go first, and then, and then I'll go, I guess, next, or? It would be the robots. Okay. I'm going to shoot at um, the soldier again. It's your blaster pistol? Yeah. Um, I got a success and a... It's a setback. So what happens is that you blast it, you cast the trooper right in the face, and he just falls back dead. The officer says, How dare you? And... You suffer one strain because this is all of a sudden becoming a much more tense situation because you notice that basically everyone in this room is stepping to their feet and they're blasters. And then that would be the droid's turn. So the droid, there's one droid left, and he's just going to blast at you. At me? In cover? Yeah. Uh, I hope it hits the damn bartender. So the blast actually does catch you because when she hits you in the back of the head, you like sort of stood up uh, and the blast catches you in the side, dealing eight total damage. So it'd be five 
damage I take. And then that would end that turn, and it would become the officer's turn. And he's going to use a skill. He's going to see the tense action that is unfolding and the fact that he doesn't know what side these denizens of this world are going to possibly enter on. And he is going to attempt to cow the room with leadership. Boost die, and I'm going to upgrade this because I still have a dark side point. So this is against the room itself, and then I'll do it against the two of you individually. But he's going to scream that if if you don't all back down right this moment, the Sith will raise this little piss pot of a settlement from the ground. He has bombers in the air, and so on and so forth. And the crowd actually sorts, they start to like back down. And so I'm going to first need from you, Ryan. This is going to be against your cool. So, so he has an effect on you, and this is essentially a fear check right now. And you become, you begin to like realize the situation that you found yourselves in. There could be more Sith waiting on one of the landing pads or something. Like you guys could be a little bit more outnumbered than you even are right now. And you don't like put down your blaster, but you set it on the table with your hand on it, waiting to see what your companion across the room is going to do. And the officer is going to... Those two setback are going to play a role in his next check, which would be against your cool. One and one. Like, one purple, one red for me. Oh, God. Um, You know, you you just drop your blaster. (laughs) You just drop your blaster, my friend. Just... And you are now afraid for all purposes. The Sith walk up and bash you in the head for killing their companions and drag you out. Ryan, you recognize this happening. So what do you do? I was in this when it's with Pavy. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, I think there's no way out of this one. Because now there's the officer, Pavy's down, there's still a droid, and there's still another guy. I can't do anything, so... Yeah, yeah, I just throw it on the table. I put my hands up. The bartender says, we don't need your trouble in here. Take him away. So those two are starting to be let out, but then we'll jump back because I know that there were some events happening outside. You know, one person here is unconscious, so you you can't really do too much. (laughs) But we have the Athorian sitting there meditating and doing some finagling with the droid. Rickon, standing in bound. I heard Rickon had a pistol in his boot, so I take the holdout pistol, and I blow the uh, droid's head up. The droid? That's correct. Okay, I mean, that's point blank range. You you don't even have to roll. Dead. The Sith Trooper is going to turn and recognize that you have a blaster and command you to drop it, and then actually just fire at you with a stun ray. Oh, he failed. So, I don't know how this works. You basically just dodge out of the way. So you're now sort of scrambling on your side. And the two troopers walk out. The officer, like, commands them to pick up Waylon's body. The uh, the trooper just kicks you in the, in the chest and you, like, release the, the blaster. The officer says, perhaps it'd be best if we get you all on the ship. Take them away. You are led out of the settlement, and you are led out to the second landing pad where a Sith shuttle is docked, and there are two other troopers standing there guarding the thing, you know, against people that live around here. You're led into the shuttle and sort of summarily tossed into the back of the, like, bay area, and then a ray shield comes up, 
they didn't even bother to take the binders off of those that are bound, but then you feel the lift of the ship as it begins to take off. Feel it coursing over the junk world. speak. The rebels on Raxus have been captured and are being shuttled to our support ship for interrogation, then sentencing. We recovered a droid head among their belongings, but one of the prisoners had destroyed it before we had a chance to recover it. You have the identities of these rebels? Most are of no consequence besides one or two. One appears to be Ambassador Wardwell's child. With him are four others. Including an Ithorian. Ithorian? Indeed. An Ithorian engineer was listed in the Reticules Registry. They appear to be one and the same. His name? Hex Hellion. Have them interrogated. But I want them alive. I will inform them, sir, at once. This is Captain Powell. He will try to escape. Sooner or later, it is in Perp's nature to run. My lord? Captain, you weren't supposed to hear his name. The Force has brought you back, Perp, and you will lead me, at last, to my prize. <laughs> 